Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi, National Championship Edition. That felt really good to say. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning Spoon Ice Cream. A lot of you are going to need some Strange Brew in the morning to get you through the day. No question about that. You're going to need that boost. Line up, get in line, grab a drink, and go to work. Or are you going to take the day off? National champions can take a day off. That's how, that's how we roll. You know, we, we do what we want. We make our own rules. So whatever you're going to do, make sure that Strange Brew is part of your day. I called it. I said it. There is national championship at, uh, merchandise available at collegecornerstore.com. Head over there. They've got an incredible selection. I saw somebody said, I've already spent $200 tonight. Spend that money. This is a great, great uh, moment in Mississippi State history. You want to memorialize it with some fantastic gear from collegecornerstore.com. I went past Humble Talking tonight. The place was indeed buzzing. Uh, as was as was the rest of the Cotton District, and a lot of people who were there as well. Uh, but humble talking, man. Now that the national championship is won, I mean, it's just going to become a, a, everything about Starkville is about to get better. When you when you're a champion, you know that's what you have. You have better things, you know. So humble taco already a great restaurant. I can't wait to see what they do to become better because they're going to because this is now the home of the national champion. You know what? I'm just rambling here, Robbie Falk. It was what, what? It happened. It, it happened. It, I can't believe it. I never. It's hard to believe. It, it really is hard to believe. It really is hard to believe, and it, I don't think it's really set in for me yet. No. Uh, you know, I tried to. I was too busy. I mean, the thing that people don't understand is during moments like this, we're getting stuff together, trying to do our work to get it done, and you don't have. You don't really have the opportunity to just sit there and watch and sit there and soak it in. That's something I got to do in 2014 when Mississippi State beat Auburn, uh, waiting on that press conference. I got a chance to kind of just sit there and take in what I'm seeing and knowing that Mississippi State was going number one. This is a totally different deal here, and it still hasn't really resonated. I mean, watching Mississippi State dogpile in Omaha is something that, you know, every Mississippi State fan has dreamed of their entire lives. Not just that, winning a national championship is something is something that Mississippi State fans have dreamed of their entire lives. And no one has ever experienced that. And I think that's why when Mississippi State gets to this stage, it's why you see so many people there. You see so many people wanting to be part of the moment. I go back to the, to the 2013 uh, national championship game against UCLA and, you know, 18 to 20,000 people there. But those people never got an opportunity to really enjoy that, that trip. I mean, they were never in the ball game. it felt like. Uh, you know, the 2017-2018 women's basketball teams, a lot of people came up for that just 
because it felt like they were on the cusp of winning a national title, and state fans couldn't enjoy it. Finally, finally, since for the first time since 1895, when mm. this thing first started for Mississippi State, yeah, there are people that got an opportunity to celebrate a national championship, and that's never happened before here. And uh, all I got to say is Starkville and Omaha simultaneously are going to light on fire tonight and spontaneously combust. Yeah, you'll be out in Omaha. I just left the Cotton District. I wanted to go down there and, and take a look. And, man, it is, it, it's, it's gotten uh, happier since I left, evidently, looking at some of the videos you guys are, are putting up on Twitter. Um, you know, and you, you said 1895. I mean, think about, think about the line of players that have come through. I mean, shout out to Willie Mitchell, struck out 26 in one game against LSU back in like 1898 or something like that. And it just keeps going through the years and all these great players. And it, it's, it's something that, you know, there's obviously like a fraternity among them. You saw a lot of them uh, jumping on some podcasts tonight. I was told that there, there's a big FaceTime thing going on. All these guys are talking to each other. So, I mean, this this championship isn't just for the team that won it tonight. It's for everybody who's come before them and, and built this to the point where this could be possible. And we it, it should have been possible many, many times before. But for whatever reason, it wasn't until tonight. And this is the group of Bulldogs that will go down in history as, as the ones that finally broke through, that finally got the job done. And now, you know, none of them will ever be forgotten. Even, you know, even guys who didn't play a whole lot can never have this taken away from them. They were on the first national championship team in Mississippi State school history. So, you know, really, the, Go ahead. The, I'm sorry. The, this, this is not going to be the most talented team that's ever come through Mississippi State. You're not going to see, you know, the. I don't think you'll see the MLB talent that you saw from 1985 or maybe not even 2016 that we might eventually see or 2019. But these guys were just absolute winners. And, and Tim Corbin w- was giving them credit post game, just talking about how difficult this team was to beat and how difficult they were to work, th- to work through a lineup. I mean, they went up against quite possibly the best pitcher in college baseball um, in a long, long time in Kumar Rocker. And he was just absolutely shook. And I, I know he was on short rest, and I don't think he was as sharp, but State had a great plate of, uh, approach against him. And you just felt like early in that ball game, this was Mississippi State's night. And just to see this team bear down late in the season and and follow up that SEC tournament appearance, which, by the way, can we just go ahead and stamp this down now? <laughs> Next year, I don't want to hear any complaints about the SEC tournament. Um, Two-run rule. We don't losses. even need to go. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they'll send Mississippi State because they have to, but you and I can just sit that one out, I think. Yeah, I mean, they followed that up with three wins in the regional, a gutsy super regional win over Notre Dame, and they come here, and you just can't kill this bunch, man. You can't kill them. And today, I mean, the last two days, last three games, think about the guys that stepped up. Tanner Leggett, game-winning hit to send them to the to the College World Series championship. Lane Forsyth with three hits uh, in game two against Vanderbilt. Kellum Clark just obliterates the ball to right field and he had struggled earlier in the game and he puts the game away. I mean, it was, it was, this is the greatest team to ever step on a field at Mississippi state because they were resilient. They were, nobody was going to tell them they couldn't do it and nobody was going to stop them in the end. 
And this team was just a team of destiny, man. We, we thought it might have been that 2019 team. It was this one. A lot of things happened tonight in terms of Mississippi State history. Did Chris Lamonis become the greatest coach in Mississippi State history? Because he's got one thing that nobody else has. We talked about Tanner Allen yesterday. Does he become the, the greatest player in, in Mississippi State history? I agree with what you're saying in terms of you know, talent-wise, this isn't you know the same team as 85 or 89 or 97 or, 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 or 16 or, or, or 19. But it is the greatest team in Mississippi State history. It's the greatest team in Mississippi State history, period. Not just baseball. They, 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 they got the job done. They, they won the national title. And so you're a Steelers fan in, in, in the NFL, right? That's correct? Yes. Yes. So I had a friend of mine who was a Steelers fan, another guy, uh, who when the Saints won their Super Bowl, he made the comedy. He's like, you're in the club now. And when you're in the club, there's two kinds of people. People who are in the club and people who aren't in the club. Well, State's in the club now. So if you're not in the club, you can't say anything to people who are in the club. doesn't matter if you've got one or ten or whatever. That's the fraternity of champions. And Mississippi State, after years of being in line and hearing from the doorman, we're going to get you in, we're going to get you in. They finally got to cross the velvet rope and hoist that trophy. And and you, I think, you know, I don't know if you said it yet or not, but it really is a surreal thing. I've watched, you know, I, I watched the game when the, the game ended. You know, maybe there was some celebration. I don't. I'm not saying one way or the other. But, uh, there was some celebration. There was some celebration. Uh, then I went down to the Cotton District just to sort of see what was going on. I ran into some friends there. We we had drink. I ran into some, some of our fans, Robbie. They were all very excited for this podcast uh, in the morning, and. I finally, you know, I came back here to the studio and I sat down to rewatch the highlights. And that was when it really started to sink in what I had seen. I had to rewatch everything to make sure it was real or, or whatever. All day long, I've been feeling like I was out of my body. Like if you take, if you ever had like an injury and you had to take a pain pill and you're just sort of sitting there and, and you're lucid and you know what's going on, but you're not really yourself. That's how I felt all day. And then I, you know, I watched the game. I literally did not move out of my recliner. I sat down before the first pitch. I did not get up until the game was won. First thing out of my mouth after after a bunch of yelling was, "I have to pee," because I had just sat there for three hours. <laughs> and even now, talking to you about it, this reminds me a lot of the podcast that I did with Bob Carskadden after they beat Auburn in fourteen to go to number one. In that. I, I can't believe I'm, I'm saying some of the things that I'm saying, that Mississippi State is the national champions, that they are the number one team in the nation at the end of the season. It's really hard for me to, to, to comprehend. And honestly, Robbie, I don't know when it will sink in entirely. Yeah, it, well, the reason you feel that way is because your entire life you've been waiting for something bad to happen. And that's every Mississippi. That's for right. a national championship. Every Mississippi State. My life. I'm sorry, Porter. Go ahead. Okay, are you done? Uh, every, yeah. every Mississippi State fan has felt that same way. They've been they've been waiting for something bad to happen. They've been waiting for that final loss because Mississippi State's never been able to get over the hump. And now it's happened, and you kind of don't know what to do with your hands. I mean, what like what's how are you supposed to react to this? Mississippi State has won the final game, and there's absolutely nothing that can be taken away from this team now at this point. But what you do now is you just build on this because I feel this. what Mississippi State's been waiting on is this. 
And now I feel like the floodgates are about to open for this baseball program. I really do. And that's something I've said for a long, long time, Robbie, is that, you know, you go back to 85, if they could have won it there, they would have become what LSU became, and they would have won five or six national titles. I think that's going to be the case. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, you know, over a six-year span or anything like that, but this isn't State's last national title. I, I refuse to believe that. And that starts with Chris Lamonas, who is a guy that, you know, if we're being honest, when he was hired, there was a lot of who is this guy. There was a lot of second guessing. There was a lot of I thought we were getting Jim Schlossnagel or Dan McDonald. And, you know, people didn't really know what to make of him. And then he coaches that first season and does a fantastic job. Uh, you know, and, and of course, you have second guessers. You have people who are, oh, well, he had this team sort of, it was already built for him, blah, blah, blah. And then he guides them through COVID and he guides them through this crazy year. And, now he is the only coach in this school's history with a national title at Mississippi State. And I've been saying it all year long that he has a knack for pushing the right buttons at the right time. And he's really shown like, and, and you don't think about baseball coaching that much. We talked about this the other day, right? We said, you know, and football guys get co- out coached all the time. Basketball, sure. But you don't ever say like he got out coached in baseball. I think Lamona's out coached. David, David Pierce, and I think he outcoached Tim Corbin. You said, talked about it earlier, about the, the approach Mississippi State had early in the game against Kumar Rocker. It totally flustered him, and they were in his head almost from the first at bat. The, this, is the, this is one of the best coaches in college baseball. Yes. Chris Lamonis is one of the best coaches in college baseball, and he might not make all the right moves. Nobody is ever going to, um, but he is about to be paid – like one of the best. Yes, He's he a, is. Mississippi State is going to keep him here, make sure he stays here because he has a winning formula. And I just think the guy is legit. I, I love his approach. I love the way he handles himself in a press conference, how he handles himself with his team. I mean, you never see that guy get super excited unless it's something like tonight. He, he always is that even kill personality and just a cool cucumber. Um, and, and I just think that – I think Tanner Allen said it tonight. He is a player's coach, and he's and it's a different kind of player's coach than what some people might think. When they hear that word, they hear that phrase, they might think of a Joe Moorhead type, and it might, it might be something that uh, sickens them a little bit. But this is a different kind of player's coach. He knows how to take care of these players. And look what he did with Landon Sims this season. Look what he did with these pitchers. By the end of the year, these guys were more fresh than anybody else. And I thought Landon Sims, I mean, having him the last couple of weeks come in the ball game and go extended innings, that is something Huge. that you, you just cannot take for granted. And that is because he pitched one or two innings on a weekend. And I know it was frustrating for a lot of people, but you look at these teams that, that threw guys over and over. These teams went home early, and, I mean, some of them, they didn't have the same stuff in the postseason. I didn't think Kumar Rocker was the same kind of player in the postseason. Yeah. And I think you've got to give Scott Foxhall and Chris Lamonis all the credit for that. And now yeah. this, these players deserve all the credit too, but I said it earlier today. I've been saying it. I think this is the, this is the greatest coaching job anybody has ever done at Mississippi State. Yeah, it's, and we've talked about it so many times about how many things didn't work in Mississippi State's favor that they, quite frankly, they planned for. They planned for Eric Sarantola to be a, a all-SEC caliber pitcher. They planned for Josh Hatcher to be a 300-plus hitter. They planned for Landon Jordan to be you know, a big part of the, the lineup. And none of those things came to fruition. And yet, 
here we sit at the end of the season, and Mississippi State is the national champion. Let's get into these ads real quick, and then we'll we'll, we'll continue talking. Obviously, welcome home beef. We're going to move into that. We're moving into a national championship tier here at Mississippi State. And Welcome Home Beef is making some moves, too, as well. You'll be able to find their products at Val's Market. Instead of going to the store on University Drive, now you just go to Val's Market. All of those products, those great cuts of meat are available to you there, and they are willing and willing to listen, willing to take your suggestions and take your, uh, your, 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 uh, your orders and get you whatever you're looking for from Welcome Home Beef. So Val's Market here in Starkville, that's the place to pick up that great grain-fed, locally sourced beef that you've known, come to know and love from Welcome Home Beef. You can always call those guys at 662-268-8148. Or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome home beef. It just tastes good. Two brothers. I mean, if you've seen the videos, I wasn't lying about that place being hopping. I took a couple of shots from them at the uh, at the down there in the Cotton District. That place was buzzing this evening. And from some other videos, my friend Chris Bolton uh, from WCBI was there, posted up all night, and it was going from the first pitch on. And now, well, hey, just go in there and enjoy a meal. You know, enjoy yourself. That's what you do whenever you go to Two Brothers. What a great place to hang out right there in the heart of the Cotton District. Smoked Southern Soul Food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems is the Mississippi State Baseball of business consultants. Yes, I said it. They are the champions in that particular field. And just like Mississippi State does it in the field and on the mound and at the plate, they do it with great customer service and great products. Great service, great products. That's a winning formula wherever you look. And that's how you stay in business for over 46 years. Call them today and find out how they can give you a hand, making sure your business runs with more profits and less problems. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. You obviously have been around. You know, you're up there in Omaha. You've talked to a lot of Mississippi State fans. What are they saying? I haven't talked to anybody yet. Um, but, you know, just... Prior to this, like coming into this game, everybody was everybody was was uh, was really confident coming yeah. in. I, you know, after last night, after they did what they did last night and showed just how much fight they had after that game one, I think everybody was just it just felt like this was it. That this felt way different to me um, than after that game one against UCLA. Yeah, in 2013, I, I felt I felt like Mississippi State was done in 2013, but. This team just had that feel about them all year, and I think people just felt like this was going to be the team to do it just because they, they never really um, put two bad games together. Uh, I know it, it happened a couple of times, but that, that wasn't this team's identity. And they knew Will Bednar was coming out, and Will Bednar had just been incredible those first two games, and you also had Landon Sims. So I think people were really – optimistic about it there there was still some some cautiousness to a lot of people but there was definitely uh, a swagger about this fan base coming in everybody was was really excited and and this this crowd to me felt a lot different than it did in 2013 too it just had that it, it just had that duty noble field feel to it yeah. and the only thing i regret about you know being here uh, not really being here but being where I was, which was an incredible seat in the press box behind home plate all week long, the only thing I regret is that I wasn't in that atmosphere to yeah. feel it. Because it did – to me, it took away a little bit of just how special it was here. 
I, I can't remember a neutral site place with an atmosphere like that where a fan base just completely took over. Maybe LSU in the Superdome mm. or something like that. But I don't know if there's ever been a college baseball game in a neutral site no. where the atmosphere was that overwhelmingly positive for one team. You mentioned Bednar a second ago. You know, this is another 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 new thing, another new best, right? For a long time, if you said, "What's the best pitching performance in MSU history?" Eric Dubose in the uh, the col- or the in the regional, right? You know, pitching two complete games, but now Bednar, three games of absolute dominance uh, in this College World Series. I, I didn't see. Was he named most outstanding player? Yes, he like he was most outstanding player, and I do want to mention that all tournament team. Uh, I think State had. Logan Tanner on there, Luke Hancock, mm-hmm. Lane Lane Forsyth, incredible, unbelievable, yeah. Tanner Tanner Allen, Rowdy Jordan, and Will Bednar, um, really good, yeah, yeah. And, and Landon Sims was not on there, but an explanation of that: there was only two pitchers that we were able to choose, mm-hmm. and most of us, I think, went with Jack Leiter, who had two really good starts. Yeah, which deserving, I don't think that's, deserving for sure. Yeah, but Will Bednar was the MVP. And absolutely deserved it. 18 and a third innings and, and three starts, five hits, three earned runs, mm-hmm. and struck out 26 batters to six walks. I mean, yeah. that dude made him some money this week. Six innings of no-hit ball uh, tonight. Uh, so, sh- I, I got to give a, a – it's not really a shout-out, but we got we to talk about Justin Strawn tonight, our good friend, uh, in the green room, who – it was about the fifth inning or the sixth inning where I realized what was going on. And I said, oh, I just realized something. And everybody's like, shut up, shut up. I was like, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But I realized Later. something's going on, right? And and then some other people said, oh, there's something going on. We, we all knew something was going on. To start the bottom of the eighth, Justin Strawn chimes in and goes, do y'all realize we haven't given up a hit? I was like, you got to be oh, kidding me, Justin. Justin. you got to be kidding what me. This doing, just happened. Justin? And then immediately you give up a hit, so... I, I, told, I, I totally I told railed Sokoloff. on the Dodgers as a result for this. I told I told John Sokoloff. I said, John, I want you to look over there at the scoreboard in the in the second to last um, spot over there. Yeah, there there's a number I want you to to look at, and it, he just couldn't figure out what I was saying. I was like, Well, I've completely dropped the ball on this, but what I'm saying is there's a no hitter going on, John. Yeah, and that was like in the seventh inning. So I guess I could be blamed for that as well. No, nah, no, nah, we're, we're blaming Justin. We love Justin okay. though. We, we we totally forgiven, but that was something. Um, and I mean, I've never seen. I mean, he was just Bednar going back to him, just so good. Every and you think about that first inning tonight, and he struggled. He labored a little bit, gets the ground ball, double play. That may have been one of the biggest plays of the game because if he was struggling, he was struggling in that first inning. He got stronger as the game went along. If I was ever going to disagree with a Lamonis decision, I would have let him come out for the seventh and at least get the walk off the field and have that ovation. That's the only thing I thought, thought Lamonis didn't do right, of all things. He said that he, he said that his reason for that was the fact that um, Bednar had set for a while that inning before. It's when they scored four runs. Right. They had a pitch and change or two. I would have just let him throw in a, a ball. Just try to get that first out. I, I would have loved to have seen that, too. I yeah. Mean, but I, if that's all I'm which, complaining about, if I'm complaining about that, the manner in which the players weren't allowed to celebrate, I think it's yeah. okay. I think, I think he had a curtain call, um, yeah. which was really cool. The crowd started chanting Will Bednar's name, and I think he stepped out on the steps and tipped his hat. It was really awesome. 
just just an unbelievable. I mean, there's so many heroes in this for Mississippi State, and not just today. You know, throughout the season, you know, walk off wins and and great pitching performances and great uh, moments throughout the year, and, and and you know, facing adversity and having to you know battle back through it. You know, think about where where the MSU fan base was right after the SEC tournament when you you just lost two out of three to Missouri at home, and then you get absolutely waxed in the SEC tournament. And, and, you know, people were not in a good place. And, you know, and then the regionals come out and everybody's talking about how easy the regional is. And, it, you know, people aren't giving Mississippi State any credit for anything. Then they play Notre Dame, who's, you know, the hottest team in the country at that point. And you're like, oh, well, they're going to – Notre Dame's coming out here to prove a point. And when they win that second game, you think, okay, this is it. And State finds a way to win. And then they go to Omaha and basically were the best team there for the entire time. And, I mean, you know, obviously you can say that would be in the championship, but – I just thought that they played great baseball throughout the uh, the College World Series, and in the final series, dominated. You know, this sort of this sort of some Yancey math. By the way, I think Will Bednar might be a little bit more than serviceable when we uh, when we talk about that. Um, hardly anything, uh, hardly anything was able to uh, come out true from that guy. So there's a thread here. I won't lie that I I read the spirit. <laughs> there's a thread on there like. You know, we all call him a uh, Rose Bowl. What are we? What are they going to call Yancey now after this short person thing? So I'm excited to find out what what the new nickname is going to be. But what? But, but to your point, though, I mean, we might have already talked about it. I don't know. We're just kind of rambling here. But the matter the defense. We haven't talked about that. We haven't talked about how somehow in Omaha this became the best defensive team in the country. I mean, Lane Forsythe and, and Cam James were just unbelievable. Luke Hancock, how about that guy? Was a catcher, yeah. And he's learned. He's had to be forced into playing first base for Mississippi State, which I continue to say, like these moves that they've had to make in the infield is is unbelievable. Um, I, I just I feel like again, it's just such a great coaching job by these guys to just piece things together and find guys' roles and get the job done. And even the guys that that things didn't work out for. This year, they helped. They had, you know, they helped out in helping this team get a national championship. Josh Hatcher and guys like that. Everybody gets a chance to uh, share into this national championship. But yeah, that defense was, I, I thought, just phenomenal. And they had zero errors the entire uh, College World Series. I don't remember a single defensive play that you can look at and say that wasn't a good play by by Mississippi State. So yeah. Yeah, you know, this is a great tweet from my from our friend Bob Carscad. Somewhere, the oldest living Mississippi State alum is out there celebrating, having waited longer than anybody else to finally see this day. Yep. When you think about it like that, oh, that's that's good stuff. Bob, as always, does a great job of sort of finding the moment there. I just think about the fact that we, my daughter, has yeah. ha, has experienced, and she doesn't care about sports, but she's going to grow up experiencing some you know some great moments in Mississippi State history and a lot of these there's there's people out there that have kids that have been alive since mm-hmm. 2013 or something they've experienced four national championship appearances in team sports mm-hmm. and a number and, one football team and a number one team in football i mean there are some long suffering Mississippi State fans out there that have gone through the ringer that i'm really happy for tonight i think about jim ellis who has called 41 years, 42 years, whatever it is, of Mississippi State sports that had a chance 
to, to call this game tonight, the call national championship. He's been in every single college world series that Mississippi State's played in, but one. And he's seen, you know, the highs and lows of this team, and now he gets to call the highest of highs. I, I'm happy for people like that. I think about the people that have died ahead of us that ha- didn't get a chance to, to witness this, and all the people out there that enjoyed some great moments in Mississippi State history uh, with their with their grandparents or their parents. I think about my, my grandfather who loved Mississippi State and uh, who I loved talking Mississippi State sports to um, before he passed away a few years ago. It's just a great moment for everybody in the state of Mississippi. There's a- every single person that has a tie to Mississippi State, they can enjoy this. This is for them. So I, I just – I think it's just a huge night for uh, for the entire state of Mississippi, for Mississippi State fans everywhere, and and then for, uh, all those that have that have just suffered over the years watching some. And then you know, for those of us who you know who aren't here, how many hundreds of thousands of bulldogs didn't make it to today? I mean, I think yeah. about my dad, you know, and there are people like that. Their dad, their dad, their mom, whoever. You know, this moment. It, when I say this moment is for not just for the, the team that won, when I say it's for everybody, those people are included. People who went to games and, 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 and have been Bulldogs their whole life and suffered. And, you know, this is for them too. And there's a lot of people who didn't make it to today. And those people are on my mind. You know, that, that's something to think about is, you know, every, every, every MSU family, there's somebody who are like, I wish dad were here. I wish mom were here. I wish grandpa were here or something like that. So, you know, if you're one of those people and you're thinking about your family, hey, you know, we're all in the same boat. And it's, it's just an incredible moment uh, that we all get to share together. Uh, and, and, you know, we are going to share it together for the next 365 days until somebody knocks Mississippi State off, off the pedestal. And maybe that won't happen next year. Maybe this team will come back and they've got a lot of talent. We, we, we may have to talk about that next week, Robbie. What's this team going to look like next year? Because this team isn't going anywhere. There's still a lot of top top quality talent on this baseball team and they'll make a run again next year I would be almost willing uh, to guarantee it. Robbie and I are going to take a day off tomorrow. <laughs> Robbie's going to come I need home. It. I need it because I'm riding home with John Sokoloff and the WCBI car tomorrow. We're going to take a 12 and a half hour trip. Yeah. Let's, and, let's, uh, let's enjoy a Friday off and uh, we will uh, be back uh, on, on Monday morning uh, for another week of Thunder. we got a lot of football stuff to catch up on but we will definitely talk a ton of baseball over the next few days. All right, Robbie, get some sleep. You got an eight eight o'clock or something uh, appearance on on the Gallo show. Enjoy that. I took ten o'clock on JT. So yeah, have fun it's getting probably, up. Early. It's probably for the best because I'm going to need to get up and get going. So. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Hey, and I, I want I want everybody to check out. First of all, uh, I'm not trying to just plug my stuff like for, to get a cheap plug or anything like that, but cheap heat. I, I feel like we have had some. Incredible coverage over at 247 Sports Absolutely. this entire trip. And I want you all to go check out the work that we've done there because we worked really hard uh, to, to cover every angle. And also, the Starville Daily News is putting out an incredible front cover. I just saw it. It's unbelievable. And everybody needs this. If you're not in Starville, I want, I, I want you to know that we can still get you a paper. And I feel like we're probably going to have some of those posters as well that we can mail out. And those are great mementos if you want some of those. So if even if you're not in Starbull, call the office on uh, Thursday, tell them you want one. We are going to do everything in our power to get you a 
a paper or a poster or something like that. So call our office. We want, we want every single Mississippi State fan to have one of these in your hands to remember this because uh, this is a great moment in Mississippi State history and everybody needs to take part in it. Absolutely. Check it out. You know, you know the, uh, the other, there are other papers in this state that won't have a good section, but I've seen the Startwell Daily News one. It's fantastic. Definitely buy yourself one. You want to commemorate that, put it in a frame, do what you got to do. All right, guys, we will see you next week. For Robbie Falk, I'm Bron Haydad. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of uh, this never-before-heard-of and maybe never-again edition of Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.